0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. This is Patrick. This is the Solid 60. This is me basically rambling on for half an hour. So I don't have a lot on this week. Uh, I don't know really where to start. I'm a little bit down, but I guess that's why I do this. I'm kind of impressed I even put this on. So let's see how we go. I've got... uh, I actually managed to finish the article that I started last week. So I haven't really... Had a consistent drop of the Beyond the Con, particularly the, the article that I write for the website, Beyond Cosplay. I've only managed to drop it every two weeks at best. I did have a look today, but all the way through Fark.com, Reddit, ComicBook.com, I couldn't find one hero, not even much of a zero. I mean, there's plenty of bad guys out there and bad, I guess, organizations, but none were quite related enough to entertainment for it to work. least keeping within the remit of the website not just anything beyond cosplay it's basically got to be something that has something to do with pop culture but i can read what i wrote again i shared it in like two or three groups i don't know if anyone's read it i still don't have access to the website Data. data i might ask tomorrow just what the numbers are all i've ever i've never had one person when matt was in charge it was just yeah they're not good Uh, Now Marie's kind of got the key because he sold it to her on, not the condition, but the recommendation that I not have access because I'll probably uh, press the wrong button at some point and delete the entire website. I think that might have been overreaching. I know I'm not uh, super whiz bang with behind the scenes editing computer stuff, but I thought that was a little harsh. And now that he's not in the picture, it's, it's a little frustrating to not be able to really get full access to something that basically i started with matthew kind of doing the work of setting it up technically but me pretty much producing all the content uh with a little bit of help now and then for the last five years to have someone kind of hold it hostage to a degree uh, is a little frustrating it's such a cliche too it's one thing i went in to it thinking god i hope it doesn't go down that way so i thought i was being reasonably careful by getting help from people i thought might generally be good people Um, And it's uh, not been a smooth ride. The main problem is people just dropping out. But uh, this issue with, I don't know, I don't want to get stuck on a triviality. I can still access it at any time and, you know, throw the content up and link to it. But, you know, ultimately, on principle, it'd be good to know that I could have a look now and then and see what was happening with traffic and things like that. And just, I think it's a trust issue. Not being trusted to do that without dumping the whole thing into some kind of digital black hole uh, is a little frustrating. Um, I think the best way to deal with it is probably in person and privately. But hey, that's not been happening much lately. Here I am, probably saying too much. I knew I'd get there eventually. Yeah, we've got to try and organise like a meetup with whoever's in Sydney and at least uh, make some progress that way. Because I know everyone means well. Egos get involved and it, uh, things can get messy. So I want to get everyone on the same page, no pun intended before it not that it would go south in a dramatic way but i think it would just slowly drift off into apathy like the article i just wrote i don't think anyone had a look to make sure it was all you know grammatically correct thankfully i'm pretty happy with what i did with it let's um have a look now and read through beyond the con 8 25th of may today it's obviously 28th so not too far behind that Uh, the first one was the hero the Tasmanian kid with all the teddy bear obsession see that's the, f- the first line basically I've already found a mistake so I'll have to leave this up to remind me to fix it tomorrow because it is getting late it's uh, on to 11 and of course I'm up at four thirty as usual so that should be interesting with a full day on tomorrow but let's keep going a bedroom that looks more like an industrial sewing room may not be considered ideal by most boys But Campbell Remess is definitely not like most 12-year-olds. For the last three years, Campbell spent all of his free time selling teddy bears for charity. Literally one bear every single day. Sonia Whittaker said she told her son Campbell that with nine children of their own, Christ, buying presents for sick kids would just cost too much. He said, no worries, I'll make them then. Okay, I said, go for cold, knock yourself out. Look at the last three years of experience and practice and skill he's got. Look at what the word yes has done. Just one simple, yep, knock yourself out. And he has. At least she was honest. I mean, she could have claimed a lot more credit there. I think she's still overdoing it by just saying yes. It doesn't sound like he would have taken no for an answer. But, you know, good on her for providing the support that he needed, even if she didn't exactly... Like he brought out some pattern, basically, and went, Mom, how do I do this? I'm totally stuck. And she just went, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm pretty good here with Australia's Got Talent, you go to bed or something. But he stuck with it, and, you know, that's the kind of initiative this country needs, especially with the young folk. They're our future. That's pretty much how I ended it. If only more young fellows were like Campbell, and more so they had supportive parents like Sonia to give them the green light to follow their dreams. Having been featured on a bunch of morning TV shows and most of the Australian major news websites, you should have no trouble continuing to engage in a hobby It brings comfort to children all around the world. There we go. So that was it. That was just the one dude. And it's been a week and no luck for anyone else. I've got to find a better resource to uh, dig through for stories because I'm tapped out. Today was a bust, even though I did spend most of it playing Grand Theft Auto. There was work. There was shopping. I spent three hours in Blacktown buying toys for my kids, wandering around. So, you know, it wasn't like a long slog. I had probably two or three hours this afternoon on and off looking through the normal channels, but uh, no luck. I mean, there is an article about the Star Wars movie having the worst opening weekend in recent franchise history, so that should go somewhere in the next article, but it's like we all knew that was coming with all the worried articles going on about the missing directors and the swapped out actors and directors. Yeah, basically Ron Howard had to clean it up. I think that really hurt. Plus, you know, all the other movies coming out uh, recently. You had, you know, three Star Wars movies in a couple of months. You had Infinity War. There might be a little bit of burnout. Too many big summer blockbusters in a short space. Uh, I saw it. I had a good time. I do mean to uh, review it properly on Banana Split. I don't know when the next one of those is going to happen. We still haven't had one since the last... ...of these podcasts. Tried. We all met up on uh, Sunday at... Uh, ...so yesterday... ...at Peter Stein's house. Uh, it was a little trepidatious because... Are people going to warm to his style? Uh, to put it nicely. Um, but it ended up not mattering because... ...we spent so long playing poker... ...and a few other games... Uh, ...that dad ended up coming home and turning on the footy... ...and his sister was wandering around... ...and it was just way too loud to do anything else so we packed up but we had a good time funny guy Jaden was there matthew Fruger was there so we've got a nice little tight crew firing along hopefully that can keep happening i'll have to get in touch with peter to see if he can host again this weekend at some point maybe a a night thing because saturday couldn't happen due to a uh, walking dead photo shoot which i saw pretty much everyone who went was on my friends list and i didn't hear about it till after the fact which is fine i'm not going to be weird about it I'm not a Walking Dead cosplayer, so that made sense. I did see one of them unfriend me the next day, so I don't know if something had been said, or I'm just way overthinking it, and I made the mistake of sending them a message, going, hey, are we okay, basically. Yep, something I said I wouldn't do from now on, but I can't help myself sometimes. It was a late night, and I just got way too emo about it, and I've gotta let it go, just move on. I've got some new friends, not that I don't know them already, but they're people that were around and I'd nod to, but now are actually hanging out, and it's pretty good. So we'll see where, how we go this weekend. Back to the zero. Number one, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. He's ruining the name for us. On Sunday, said school shootings aren't happening because of any lack of gun legislation. Rather, he blamed the tragedies on violent video games. Ah, this old chestnut. What are these games showing you how to do? Kill people. The vast majority of psychologists and psychiatrists would tell you that it leads them to become numb to violence, to have less empathy to their victims, and be more aggressive. I don't know why I made him sound British, but I'm going with that. I know I can't do a Texan accent, that's for sure. Given that he also blames lack of religion in schools and too many entrances, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. In fact, given his lack of any semblance of common sense or attempt at logic, we could also rope in anyone who voted for his as deserving of this award, too. We here in, this, in the lucky country aren't safe from ignorance, though. This is uh, the next zero. The Australian Classification Board for banning we happy few. The complete morons at, behind this decision should all be fired immediately and stripped of any pension due to the outrageous lack of thought involved in coming to their conclusions. Computer games will be refused classification if they include or contain drug use related to incentives and rewards. The recently released report reads, We Happy Few is a game produced by Compulsion Games, the team behind the popular and critically lauded game Contrast. It depicts a dystopian future, where the player realises they are being brainwashed by a society that requires drugs, among other methods to control a population. In one sequence, an NPC is viewed on the ground, convulsing owing to a reaction from taking a joy pill, which which has subsequently turned bad. After several NPCs encourage her to take joy and she refuses, fearing that it will have an adverse effect, they beat her with steel pots and a shovel until she is implicitly killed. Clearly a satirical look at an Orwellian approach to keeping the people happy, or rather reminiscent of the world created by Aldous Huxley in his groundbreaking 1932 novel, Braid New World. The irony of being censored by a well-meaning but completely ignorant group of people who have clearly never played a video game in their life or are aware of the average age of gamers is strong. Hell, we even have an R18 classification now, why don't we just slap that on it and let local retailers get a slice of the action. Now, anyone who wants to play is just going to go online and fatten the wallets of an overseas seller. Given the board's history of banning games like Fallout 3, Grand daughter, San Andreas, South Park, and many others for equally spurious reasons. We shouldn't really be surprised, but given it's nearly 2020, it's about time someone cleared out the dead wood and appointed some board members a little more in touch with reality. That's probably one of the most uh, angry zeros I've written. I was pretty pissed about that. I was looking forward to that game. It looks a lot like Bioshock. Um, seems to have the same sensibility and art style, and uh, you know, very dark, but contrasted—no pun intended—with bright colours and a cartoony look, and uh, yeah, it looks amazing. So I'm sure that will eventually. That's the thing with Fallout—is that's kind of why they come up with all this stuff like Jet, and uh, the the names for the drugs, because Australia said no, you can't just call it heroin or speed. I believe so. I could be wrong on that one. I remember reading that somewhere on a forum. I know with Hot Coffee, the game in San Andreas, they just took it out and re-released it. But, uh, and the same with South Park. They basically replaced a scene that had been in the original game with a koala being heard when you put on a um gag. Yeah, a gagged koala, something like that. There was some kind of poke at the Australian censors, and that was only in the Australian version of the game, obviously. So uh, it was something to do with the dildo that had been banned. So pretty weird. Like That's the only aspect that of Australian culture that's stuck in the 50s because everything else is pretty much anything goes. I mean, you've got nudity and hardcore violence on SBS and other channels and on Free to Wear, you've got pretty much anything goes on the streaming services in the cinema. So it just smacks of those bad old days in the 70s and so on, when um, you know they were banning books and movies for showing boob or talking about you know pretty much anything sexual or drug related, got it taken off the uh, shelves. So it's just weird. This is one sector that the people in control of it are like, well, only nine-year-olds play games, so we have to remove anything that could possibly pollute their minds. Whereas the average age is actually like. 30-something. So, yeah, it's quite frustrating. Moving on to the last zero, which would be Alison Mack for recruiting women to a bizarre sex cult. One of the smartest characters in the Scooby gang that saved the world over and over in CW's Smallville, Chloe Sullivan, was the subject of many a teenage crush, including myself. Maybe I should say including my own. That would make more sense. However... In a story much weirder than any plot ever featured on the long-running hit TV series, the actress who played Chloe has been charged with sex trafficking, conspiracy, and illegally branding women. That's right their little uh, tattoos spelling out how devoted they were, or basically that they were belonging to the church leader. I don't know how these strong, powerful... I mean, it's just her, really. A lot of others had been... You know, she was there. Tom Cruise, basically. And she tried to bring in... I can't remember her first name for some reason at the moment. But the other main female character in Smallville, thankfully... I think it's Christina Crook. That's right. Thankfully, she's still clear. 35-year-old has been accused of recruiting women as sex slaves as part of a secret society, which portrayed itself as a self-help group. certainly helping someone. So she is said to have contacted Emma Watson and Kelly Clarkson to try and interest them in joining the alleged cult known as Nixivum. I remember last week having problems pronouncing that. I'm still not quite there. It all started in 2006 when the then 23-year-old attended a seminar put on by Jane the female empowerment arm. The group's leader, Keith Renier, who has also recently been arrested, assigned a high-ranking member to latch onto the actor, eventually convincing Mac to meet with Renier and join the group. One of the first people to come forward after doing PR for Nixom, Frank Parlato, said Mac never had the ability to be an excellent body servant or valet. How hard could that be? But she had the ability to bring women to Renier's bed. She secured, procured some startling beauties. It all came crashing down when she was arrested on the 18th of April, given a $5 million bond to be spent at home until she is either convicted or exonerated. Given the amount of evidence and witnesses, it looks like one of the greatest allies of a young Superman will be spending a very long time behind bars. I remember sitting there and trying to come up with a more punchy ending, but uh, I was tired and that was the best I had, so that'll have to do. Showbiz News Bye, Dana. Here's the grim stats. In the past 21 days, two dozen broadcast series have been euthanized. It was one of the ugliest most brutal cancellation stretches since, well, last May. Of the many forgettable shows that have had their day, one show that is ending isn't due to cost-cutting Fat Cats, but rather the actor moving on to other things. After a brief flirtation with a return to the series, Gillian Anderson has bid adieu to the X-Files. In wake of the X-Files season 11 finale, creator Chris Carter said, I can't imagine there wouldn't be more x-files in some shape or form I remember i think i read all this out last week so i'll try not to have too much repetition Allah, kevin smith i do still listen to all his podcasts and as i've seen people complain on reddit about it does get a bit repetitive especially when they do two shows in one night so i'll just skip along here through to the end given that it's long off and on run on The one character who was always around, in some form, was Dana Scully. While Chris Carter clearly has plans for more, it's hard to imagine the show without her. That's true. Hello, Alfie. It hasn't all been doom and gloom, though. With Gotham turning off its lights for the final time, a new Batman Universe-themed show arises from the ashes. The same creators will be bringing you the story of Alfred, Bruce Wayne's usually elderly butler. This time, however, they go right back to his early days as a rough and tumble ex-SAS operative and bodyguard for Thomas Wayne, set in the singing in London. <laughs> swinging '60s in London. It should be a wild ride, and hopefully a little lighter than the usually gloomy pathos of Gotham. I um, remember, remember, like, double taking on that because I know it's Batman. And it's supposed to be dark. But uh, just like the DCEU, they, they just went a little bit far sometimes. There was no humour at all uh, from memory. So, you know, Marvel knows how to do it. They just need to... St- I know they got Josh Whedon over for the end of Justice League. Yeah, too little, too late, I think. And Thor 3 has shown that Josh Whedon probably wasn't the best choice for all of the Marvel stuff either. I mean, he did a great job, but it's, but the bar has been raised. So it's just getting brighter and better. Uh, bring on Ant-Man. That's what we got next. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. The next piece was where is Spider-Man? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also gets a big tick from the bean counters. with Season 6 being written as we speak. God knows how they would deal with the aftermath of the Infinity War. Losing half the team will mean the writers will have to do some creative mental gymnastics to keep the audience happy with both the show's own internal timeline while incorporating the biggest ever event in the Marvel Universe since Loki punched a hole in the sky above Manhattan. I think I screwed up there. If I read that again, mental gymnastics to keep the audience happy with both the show's own internal timeline. If anyone can do it, though, it's Marvel, with the only cancellation on their roster so far being the ill-fated Inhumans. Pretty much everything's on Netflix, except for S.H.I.E.L.D. and there's one other show... That I've already forgotten that I haven't seen yet The Runaways looks quite good so next bit The Stars Are Better Off With You which was my play on the quote from the show which is The Stars Are Better Off Without Us it's a little bit depressing uh, so is the show it's quite dark but the concept is so high and the acting and there's something about it just, just keeps me coming back so The Expanse it also got saved At the last minute by jeff bezos the amazon ceo ceo clearly is a fan of dystopian sci-fi will hopefully synergize things a bit by offering free delivery on all mcr mugs and t-shirts it's my attempted humor though they should do that amazon was always going to be the likely savior for the show given it has the straight video on demand rights already that's what svod means i think it already has a packed roster so let's hope the ratings pick up And the show finds its sea legs. Now it has some room to breathe. Rule one, cardio. Celebrations continue for fans of the film Zombieland. The writer Paul Wernick speaking to Vulture recently. We're going on the 10th anniversary of Zombieland. It came out in October of 2009. We don't know what you get someone for their 10th anniversary, but it may be a Zombieland too. The hope is that we're shooting the thing early 2019, for an October of 19 release, with the original cast, by the way. We know Bill Murray won't be back with the main cast, but the main cast are all superstars in their own right now. Okay, Woody already was, but Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg are much bigger stars now, which should help bring a new generation of fans on board. I recall critics at the time saying the whole zombie trend being just a fad that would quickly burn out. Well, a decade later, and it looks like zombie-based properties really are living up to their name. Their soulless, undead eyes will be staring out of our screens for a long time yet. A Good night, sweet RuneScape. One property that is finally shutting down is RuneScape Classic, the granddaddy of Emorgs? Emor...pugubs? Yeah, I should just read it out. Massive multiplayer online role-playing games. Its blocky graphics and outdated play mechanics kept many a nerd away from his maths homework in the early noughties. Running since 2003, its 15-year run is impressive and only coming to an end due to conflicts with modern operating systems and software. To be fair, only about a 1,000 people have been playing it regularly since 2012 and the newer, shinier version of RuneScape is much more popular but you have to respect die-hard fans who stuck around all this time for the original yeah that's uh pretty cool Uh, there's a screenshot and wow it looks like something from the early 90s not noughties it's good to see that community going strong after all that time and i hope they find someone new to forge continuing new and continuing relationships next toys are who the bell tolls for australia's biggest toy chain with only a faint sliver of hope left for parents hoping to still be able to spend more than they need to on the same boxes filled with plastic, you can buy at Target, Big W, and Kmart, among others. Toys R Us filed for bankruptcy protection in the U.S. last September, and after frantic attempts to restructure the business, finally waved the white flag in March. The retailer's more than 700 remaining U.S. locations closed, along with 33,000 jobs. We're putting a for-sale sign on everything, the CEO, Mr. Brandon, told employees in a conference call. Frankly, all anyone has to do is offer $1 more than liquidators. Shortly afterwards, the UK and Irish operations also shut up shop. Toys R Us in Australia has continued to trade as normal, with speculation the company may bundle the business up with the Asian stores and sell the whole lot off, potentially as a standalone operation under the same and much-loved brand. So, what seems to be happening is, in Europe and America, it just got scuttled and has disappeared from everywhere, it just doesn't exist anymore. But in Australia, we might still have it just stick around doing its own thing. Maybe it's because we spend more, because they charge more, and that keeps the economics viable. But uh, I think free delivery and Amazon have pretty much destroyed it in America, plus I think I mentioned this last week, like the whole venture capitalist buying it up and selling it off. Pretty much like what the character in Pretty Woman, Richie Gear, plays. That's, isn't that what he did? I don't know where that memory came from. Bohemian Lament. The trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody dropped the other day with actor Rami Malek as Mercury, and based on the trailer, traces its subject's rise from aspiring singer-songwriter to error-defining superstar. Twitter however erupted in a storm of condemnation upon realizing that the film may downplay the Queen Frontman's sexuality as well as his battle with AIDS. No mention of the disease that killed Freddie Mercury or his bisexuality is alluded to in the footage shown, which lends credence to rumours behind why the original director left the production, along with the original star Sasha Baron Cohen. While Raimi is a great actor and captivating in captivating a Mr Robot, this might be a film you will want to forget before it's even out of the cinemas if the backlash turns out to be warranted not a massive queen fan like i do love the obviously the hit song that everyone sings along to but i do like sasha baron i do like sammy malek I, sorry is that the right rami malek i like unconsciously anglicized it so i don't, it did look i like biopics when they're done well so i was i wasn't going to watch it in the cinema but if it had turned up on netflix i might have given it a look it's the main thing that makes them watchable is their honesty and seeing a side of a celebrity that you might not have like a glimpse into their real life and if that real life isn't there then for me that takes away any of the appeal so i'll keep an eye on that one and then there was one bud plant is a comic book retailer of some standing so when he decided to quit the san diego comic con leaving potentially only one booth left selling comics if any it's a sad indictment on the otherwise largely successful convention. He's been running as many as 11 booths since the now famous pop culture phenomenon began in 1970 and finally caught it a day in a Facebook post last week. Some, like comic book retailer Chuck Rosansky, who starred in the 2011 documentary Comic Con Episode 4 A Fan's Hope, were not surprised and took the opportunity to lash out at their former stomping ground. This is not supposed to be San Diego Media Con. This is not supposed to be let's make Disney a little more Rich Con. This is supposed to be all about comic books. It's supposed to be about literacy. It's supposed to be about reading and passion. Man, that guy can speak. It's probably why they used his quote and not Bud's. Rosansky said Comic Con has taken its mission statement and just buried it in a hole somewhere. They're not meeting their mission statement in the slightest. They've taken this beautiful event and utterly converted it and perverted it to their own needs and wishes. Yeah, that guy's pissed. And if you watch the documentary, which is really good, and I do have somewhere on DVD, um, he's pretty angry in that as well. I think that might have been one of his last years. Comic-Con International, in annual tax filing, states its mission as creating awareness of and appreciation for comics and related popular art forms. Yeah, they're really not doing that. He and others came accused the convention of giving out coveted passes to fans of celebrities and industry rather than people who would actually buy comics. It's a tension that has existed for a long time in the space, with comic-focused booths in Australia also struggling to break even in an increasingly crowded market. Given that nearly all of the most popular properties on our screens today began in the eight pages of a comic, we hope that people don't forget where it all started and end up biting the very hand that feeds them. Didn't think that was a bad way to sign off. We have an in memoriam for Margot Kidder. She began her career in the late 60s, but rose to fame in 1978 for her role as Lois Lane in Superman, the movie opposite Christopher Reeve. She went on to reprise the part in the movie's three sequels. She went on to appear in many other films, but none as iconic as Superman and suffered mental health problems in the 90s bipolar, falling as far as being homeless for a brief period. After receiving treatment, she went on to become a lifelong advocate for mental health awareness. She was the Montana State Coordinator for Progressive Democrats of America as recently as 2009, and in 2011, she and dozens of other protesters were arrested while protesting the Keystone Pipeline. So, she had a shit together. There's a photo there of her young and a bit older, and she looks great. It's unknown yet how she died, but her life was long and full of as many highs and lows as her famous character's fictional boyfriend. That also brings this round of Beyond the Conduit close. Lots more next time, so see you soon, and let us know what you thought of our on our Facebook page or below. Leave a reply. See, you can leave a comment, but you have to put in your name and your email and your website and fill out a uh, maths, like answer a math question to prove you're not a bot it doesn't look like you can log in with Facebook to do that that'd be nice if we could fix it but I don't know anyone who can code so uh, again that's something we need to putting a call out at some point in the group chat a while ago as well uh, does anyone know um, someone who can t- do website coding so us see and the longer it stays the way it is the further behind we're gonna get and I'm still a bit meh a banner to BC, Beyond Cosplay banner, it's still got like a rainbow color through it which I remember it going up at the time when the marriage debate was on so it was obviously putting out making our stance quite clear but now months and months later won that battle seems like we could maybe go back to our original colors so I'll have to bring that up at some point so that's that post in Beyond Cosplay, no sorry, Cosplay in Action She's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I shared a article about this cosplayer. Alison Tabitha. But yeah, her Wonder Woman looks just like Wonder Woman. Her uh, Mass Effect alien-looking thing looks insane. And then she has a lot of male characters as well. And you wouldn't know it was a beautiful woman under there. So good honor. I'm in some other groups with her. She always shows progress before and after. She could... And uh, where was I personally I need to minimize this screen for me to minimize the other browser and we're on the media player I don't know why I don't just listen to YouTube but I do have a shit ton of music on the computer and part of my OCD little thing is to go through it all randomly good old shuffle and if something pops up I don't like it is gone just delete the one by one until I know that eventually I am happy with every single track that is on there because i didn't find them myself i mean i remember downloading a few back in the day and ripping a couple of cds that i bought but a lot of it came from um different friends and people i knew where i would just give them a hard drive and they would copy pretty much everything they had onto it and now uh it's going to take the rest of my life to slowly whittle that down to a uh, super playlist which is fine i'll take its place in history where are we at just over half an hour Um, I'm going to wrap it up soon it is well after 11 it's actually 11.11 what else happened I still haven't done literally nothing physical I had fun on Sunday everything else has just been work which is really slow and I had my boss's son come with me in the truck today and probably the most sobering comment was that if things don't pick up by Christmas they might have to drop not me. At least the other guy will go first, because uh, he said like they're kind of last in, first out. But uh, it's it's pretty worrying if things you know stay the way they are. Um, I won't be earning a lot of money, and uh, eventually we'll all just have to find new things to do. I mean, he'll be fine. He's young. I um, mean, you know, like you said, as bad as it, the worst it could possibly get, it'll still be him and his dad just back on the trucks. But I'm staying positive. It is pretty much the best I could do right now after all the missteps I've made over the years. Um, Not to go into too much detail as to why, but I've had better jobs. And uh, I'll just have to appreciate it for what it is and try not to screw it up. Because I know if it did finish, I'd realise that I had been taking it for granted. And uh, the easiest way that would happen would be if I lost my licence. So I'm just constantly aware of that and you know driving accordingly I think I remember it was weird I was watching a YouTube clip the other day and it was I believe a dash cam of a ute in Melbourne or somewhere in Australia and it was basically a stolen car drunk driver straight into the bedroom wall of a house but before it got there it had been flying down some pretty busy road at ridiculous speeds I remember sitting there watching it just going wow this guy's an idiot what an asshole for driving this fast so it certainly shows either I've, that's something that happens when you get old or i've grown wiser or i've just gotten too kind of whipped and used to driving slowly in the truck and then when i see someone going that fast on a road that i recognize to a degree it, it did sort of freak me out a little and uh, yeah, so it's changed a lot. Back in the day, I would have just been like, "Yeah, he knows what he's doing." Whereas now, I'm like, "Okay, someone's at some point they're gonna it's gonna end badly." Which was also kind of a giveaway because it was on the internet. It's not just gonna be like, "Yay, look what I did!" Bye. It's you kind of end up primed a little bit for a, a big accident. But yeah, it just after the fact, after it happened, I was like, "Wow!" I was really like almost. Not outraged, but um, a little disturbed by the speed they were doing. Uh, which is so not me. So, yeah, people change. I know I still love the need. I feel the need for speed, but to see someone else do it, I guess I just assumed they were complete morons, whereas I could handle it. Um, but I know that I'm quite tame now. It's it's never more than 10 or so over. And uh, that's for the best. Ultimately, I'd love to get back on a racetrack at some point. But uh, the way the funds are at the moment, that uh, it's, it's a bit of a pipe dream what happened. I saw Lewis on Friday. Uh, we watched Han Solo, so it was really good, uh, hoping to see him again this week. He seems pretty happy with Weekly. At some point, though, he told his mother it would be fortnightly, because we were trying to decide what he wanted. And she's really dug her heels in, heels in on that and doesn't seem open to being flexible. If he wanted to do more often, she's kind of heard, oh, fortnightly, and just locked it down. So, yeah, I haven't heard back about doing something this week, but I did buy a bunch of board games, like I mentioned, when shopping today, and now I've probably got five or six, which is insane, but uh, it's cheaper than buying a Switch, which is the other thing I was planning on doing, so I could sit down. Yeah, it's a little bit more social than uh, just watching a movie, which is fun too, and I'd like to be the guy that introduces him to a passion for cinema and that's something we can share forever but it's also good to be able to interact on a bit more of a personal you're not just sharing experience you're creating one by uh, and an easy way to do that is to play a fun game together you know whether it's Scrabble Monopoly Operation they're the first couple that I got Uh, I got a bunch of slightly more complicated deck card building games um, the only problem is I'm a bit nervous that we're going to spend half the time just working out how to play it. Um, and I don't really have anyone to test it with here. So that was a good thing about Sunday. We ended up mostly just playing poker, but we did play something else. It was kind of like Cards Against Humanity, so obviously I won't be able to play that with a nine-year-old. But um, it it seems like a good place to test other games. So I hopefully can make that kind of regular thing. Uh, But that should do for tonight. I've really got to give myself another challenge, so I stick to it. So, let's see, by next Monday, let's try and do 10Ks at least once. Can't be that hard. Uh, Go to the gym at least once, do some weights. uh, And at least once, please, go to the freaking Jiu-Jitsu. I'm paying $90 a fortnight. I might as well get something for my money, even if I'm just embarrassed. That's the other thing I mentioned before. I just turn up and feel like an idiot. But, uh, you know, that's just something you have to get past. So I'm fading. I hope you guys are all good. And whoever's listening, whether it's soon after I drop it or years later, that, um, you know, just get in touch. That I'm still around. We could always open to a good conversation and not just with myself. So that's part of the reason why I'm doing this. Maybe we can provoke some more interesting interactions. I'm really losing it here, aren't I? So that will have to do. Um, yep. Thank you for listening and have a solid week.